Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. Today's daf Masechus Gitin is daf Nun. We're going to have five sections in today's daf. Now, the first section is really a side point that ties into yesterday, and then the last proof against Marzutra that we had yesterday. So, the Gemara discusses now the distinguishing factors in Psak between an Arev and a Kablan. Arev is a low-level guarantor. Kablan is somebody that accepts far more responsibility, essentially making the borrower like his shliach to accept the money. And the Gemara Paskins, in terms of their requirement and responsibilities in association with Shtarchov and Eksuva, Gemara Paskins, that in all scenarios, the halacha will be that the person is going to guarantee responsibility and coverage, even if the lova or the husband, in the case of Eksuva, didn't have money at the time of the transaction, the borrowing or the marriage for that matter. Besides for one case, which is Ariva Vaksuva. Ariva Vaksuva is Tarti Lareyusa, is really essentially double negative against the necessity of taking responsibility. One, it's an Ariva, which is a low level guarantor. Two, Ksuva is not something that the Isha loses anything by being involved with, unlike a lender who does. And the Ariva therefore only intends to support this so that a mitzvah will occur and they'll get married. So therefore, that would be the one case that he wouldn't actually create a real obligation on himself. Now, the Gemara just concludes the sugi we had yesterday in terms of the proofs against Marzutra is that we have a b'risa that seems to state, which we had yesterday, that the reason a ksuva is paid out from Ziburis is because a woman wants to be married more than a man does and therefore she'll be willing to get married even though the ultimate payout of the ksuva is only going to be with Ziburis. So the Gemara says is, L'chara, if this is talking about where she's collecting from the Yisomim, anyways, anyone who collects from the Yisomim has to collect from Ziburis. So it's not because of this reason that she'd collect Ziburis. It must be, says the Gemara. The fact that the Bryce says that's the reason that you collect the Ziburis implies that the even when she collects from her husband, i.e. after divorce, when she would collect her ksuva, it would also be paid from Ziburis, unlike Marzutra, who was saying that would be different than she'd actually collect from Bainanis. End of the first section of the day. Let's move on to the second section now. So the Gemara tells us here, if a shtar chov is presented against the Yisomim, but there was a specific tenai in the shtar chov, that it was meant to be paid out from Idis. So if Machleik is here, Marzutra says, in such a scenario, the Allah is going to be, in the name of Nachman, he says the halacha is going to be that actually it's, even this case would be collected from Ziburis as other things that are presented against the Yisomim. And Abai supports this because we a regular Balchov should collect from Bainanis and yet from the Yisomim he collects with Ziburis. Now Rava disagrees. He distinguishes between them and he creates the precedent as follows. If the Torah law would require the lower payment of Ziburis, then you'll pay Ziburis. But if the Torah law requires the higher payment, um, so then we'll rely on the Torah law. And therefore he distinguishes and says, when it comes to such a document with Idis as the Arev, essentially, because the land acts as the Arev, which is Daraisa, so then you'd pay the Daraisa ruling of Idis. Regular Shtarchov on a Torah level would actually be Ziburah, so that's why if a regular Shtarchov is brought against the Yisomim, you'd only have to pay with Ziburah. 
Two questions are posed against Rava, and he resolves both of them, and his position is upheld. Okay, let's move on now to the third section of the day. And this question the Gemara poses in regards to the Takana that we had in the Mishnah, that Yisomim only have to pay debts that come out against the property after their father's death from Ziburus. The question is, is this a Takana for Yisomim that are Kitanim, or even those who are Gedolim? The Gemara attempts an answer and refutes it. But the Gemara Paschim is now in Nunamud Beis, that both for Kitanim and Gedolim, both regarding the fact that if somebody claims money from them, from the, that, that their father owed, uh, which would ha- they'd have to make a shvua in order to collect, as well as the fact that they'd pay out with Ziburis and not whatever other form of payment was being claimed, even if it was a gadol in this situation. Okay, the fourth section of the day, the Gemara uh, wonders, it, we had a takana in the Mishnah that when collecting uh, from someone who owes him money, even if the fellow who owes you money only has free Ziburis, he has b'nei uh, unencumbered Ziburis, and he had sold off an Yeshua Badim that was Benunis, you'd have to collect from what this fellow has, which was to benefit people who purchase property. So the Gemara wonders, would this also be true if he gifts Benunis? Or do we not apply this Takana in such a situation? The Gemara brings a Bryce that attempts to imply that it's the same, there would be a Takana, and you can't collect from the person who received the gift of Benunis. But it refutes this in three different ways, saying really the Bryce is talking about a Chov, that's why there's a Takana, or it is a gift, but what it means is that the people can collect from the first, and the first goes back to collect from the last. Essentially that the Takana is not applicable here. Um, because in Achinami that the People who are claiming will collect from the first, just the first can collect from the last based on the conditions the Shechiv Merah made, or they're all the same grade land, so that's why you collect from the last, but in general there wouldn't be such a Takana to collect from the last if the first would have Benunis and the last would have even uh, Ziburis. The final section of the day, the Gemara wants to explain why is it that Achilas Peros, or if somebody stole a property and then sold it off to another, that fellow who purchased it invested money and produced fruits, etc., and then the original Nigzal comes and claims the property back, so the, yeah, the original Nigzal, so the purchaser from the Goslin can go back to the Goslin and collect Peros, the investments that he had put into the property, not from not from Yeshua Abadim, only from unencumbered properties. So why is that? So the gives two answers. We do one today, which is in the name of Reish Lakish, the second version as well. But the first answer is Reish Lakish, he says, because it's not written. Meaning, the only thing that was written was the transactional value of that. So that can be claimed from Yeshua Abadim. But the uh, benefits are not actually written into a document, and there's no call about that, so that cannot be claimed from Yeshua Abadim, only from B'nai Chorin. Although Mazon Isha Abanos is like it's written based on Tanakh Suva that Bezdin establishes even if it's not written, the way that's written is to only be collected from B'nai Chorin, which Rashi explains, because otherwise people wouldn't be able to do business. Anyone who's married and there's a patent that the wife and daughter will claim the Mazonos after he passes away, and it could come from Yeshua Abadim, nobody want to purchase from that fellow. So therefore, the Chachamim established that can only be collected from B'nai Chorin, even though it's considered written. However, this, Achilas Peros, the benefits and investments in the land, cannot be collected from Meshu uh, because it's not written and can only be claimed from B'nai Chorin based on that reason. So we're going to stop here at the bottom of Nunamud Beis. Beis Hashem will pick up tomorrow with the second reason. We'll see. We'll, we'll discuss in the Gemara the second reason tomorrow why these claims can't be made against Meshu Okay, everyone have a wonderful day. Beis Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daphne and Aleph. Everybody have a great day.